Good evening, everybody. This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. I uh, hope you have not gotten sick of me yet. I realize that this is the second podcast of the day. But um, I've uh, it's been a while since I've been uh, walking around the neighborhood at night. So figured uh, might as well do that tonight, even though it's like freaking cold. It is so cold. And I'm not even going to tell you the temperature here in Texas um, because... I know some of you all up north would be like, man, forget that. We're in tank tops and shorts during that type of weather. But <laughs> it's uh, cold dust Texans here. But anyways, I uh, have been talking a lot in podcasts over the past few weeks about you know, how to make money with your baseball cards, how to uh, get the right collection, how to put together a free collection or meaningful collection. I thought I'd mix it up here. I want to do something that will be kind of fun. Not necessarily fun for me to have gone through, but fun for me to be able to retell to you and fun for you to hopefully be able to listen to. So we're going to title this something like uh, Fails, Epic Fails, uh, and Scammers or something. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll tell you a little bit, uh, give you a, a little bit of a description of what I'm talking about. So um, obviously I've spent a lot of time over the past several years going to people's houses and meeting people at the corner to um, buy baseball card collections and inventories and so on and so forth. And uh, that's fun, but you know, I gotta be honest with you, not every time that happens, uh, or every time uh, I do that, it doesn't always yield this like windfall of profit. And uh, <clears throat> they're, uh, it's kind of kind of funny to think about now, but uh, I remember uh, having a couple pretty unfortunate deals happen where I was upset at the time, but uh, the only way that I felt like I could uh, make something good happen out of it is write about it on my blog. So I would always do that. So there's nothing, you know, nothing more frustrating than uh, going to pick up a deal and the deal turning out to be like nothing what it was supposed to what it was supposed to be. So I've got a couple stories like that. And I'll go ahead and start off with uh, this one. Some of them are funny. Uh, some of them are like, you know, jaw dropped to the ground. Like how on earth could they have the audacity to <laughs> to lie or, or do what they're what they're saying. So anyways, I'll start off with this uh, with this first one. So I remember finding a deal online and this guy said that he had one million cards and every time I hear that somebody has a million card deal um I'll be honest with you like my heart races a little bit like what is in this million card deal like what treasures are there is there Wagner's or you know Mantle like what's going on in this deal why do they want to get rid of it and uh and so my my brain goes like three million directions at the same time so, um, the guy asks me if I'm interested, I say, heck yes, I'm interested, let's take a look, and it's like about, I don't know, I feel like 45 minutes away or so, and y'all, like, I am thinking in my head, how do I get all these cards home? Like, in my mind, I already did the deal, you know, <laughs> I was like super excited about it. Um, I don't even remember what we talked about as far as pricing goes, but with the way that I was thinking and the way that I remember that I was thinking, I feel like we were probably uh, on the same page as far as uh, Costco's regardless of what they were. So uh, I go out there and this guy 
uh, brings me in his garage and he's showing me some cards. I'm like, okay, and wondering where the rest are. I said, so, uh, you know, are the, like, where are the other boxes? He goes, no, this is it. And it was just like one wall that was like covered basically with, uh, with cards. I go, huh, well, I hate to tell you this, but like, I don't think this is a million cards. As a matter of fact, I don't think this is anywhere near a million cards. It's, well, yeah, you know, uh, it's a lot of cards. I just put up there that's a million of them. I'm like, well, why would you do that if you didn't have a million cards? And uh, he said, well, I mean, I'm not going to count every single one of them. I told him, well, you know, look, I mean, these boxes here uh, uh, typically have about 800 of them. So if you have uh, 10 of these boxes, that's 8,000. If you have hundred of these boxes it's 80,000 so you don't have to count every single one of them you know he's like oh okay well I didn't think of that so it was uh his description of a million cards was complete hyperbole it was uh it ended up being I think around 200,000 or so so it's basically a fifth of what he told me that he had and unfortunately I was opening up these boxes and uh <laughs> This is probably the absolute worst kind of collection. So you assume that it'll probably be junk wax for the most part. And that's fine, okay? So I get it. Like most of the collections out there are going to be junk wax. And uh, you know, you definitely have to kiss a lot of frogs so you get to a, a print, so to speak. Um, but this was a particularly brutal 200,000 cards of junk wax. It wasn't just like a mix of every different player or whatever. Like we are having, we have like long boxes full of nothing but 1990 Upper Deck Eric Anthony and uh, Kevin Moss and like some of these other uh, guys that didn't really make it all that big. And I gotta say like, <laughs> I was so disappointed because I can move junk wax pretty well uh, given the fact that I can uh, buy it at the right price. I can't do a whole lot with 2,000 different 1990 Upper Deck Eric Anthony cards. <laughs> Nobody's going to want it. Um, I mean, there might be a couple people out there, but, you know, the <laughs> how much is somebody willing to pay for that, you know? Um, so I went back home and just kind of bummed about it. And it just, it just happens. So several months down the road, I had a guy uh, tell me, he's, he's an older guy. I could tell he was kind of gruff, rough and gruff, I guess you could say. Um, he told me that he had a huge collection of baseball cards and they were like from the 1950s all the way to like some 90s cards. And so um, I remember I uh, met him, I believe it was like in the parking lot of a gas station. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I don't mind meeting somebody at a gas station. That's what I would do. Um, so guy comes here uh, or comes to the gas station and uh, you know, so Holly and Atticus are in the car uh, waiting for me. And I look through them. I'm like, something's not right here. Like, I see the, the cards. He had like maybe four or five of those monster boxes, right? Um, like 98% of them were like 80s cards. I could tell. Like, you know how you pop the top off of a monster box and how you can like tell automatically that like one row is complete like 1990 Donruss or 88 Donruss or um, 90 score well that's exactly what this was and uh, 
So I was a little, I don't want to say intimidated to ask him and call him out on, on what his uh, uh, description was. But, you know, I said, I just said, hey, look, you know, you told me these cards were from the 50s to 90s. I don't see any cards from the from the um, 70s, the 60s, and, you know, certainly not the 50s. He goes, oh, well, here you go. He uh, pulls out this beat-up common from, like, 1959 tops. <laughs> so there you go. Massive collection from the 50s to the 90s. And, uh, <laughs> and so ultimately it was uh, thousands of cards from 1988 to 1990 with one single solitary beat up 1959 tops common <laughs> i think there are a few other uh decent cards in there but i was so frustrated um that and i remember seeing a few cards that i wanted i was so frustrated i was like yeah i'm not gonna buy this stuff like this is like grossly misrepresented so i drove off and i made a um i learned a very good lesson um and, uh, you know, hopefully I'll be able to impart this to you as well. Uh, when you run into that kind of a deal, uh, try to step back and keep a cool head about yourself and see if you can work a deal anyways. Like maybe not for everything, but just for the things that you want. Um, I didn't even try with that guy. I was so upset. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, what does this guy uh, try to pull? So anyways, I, I went home empty handed. Now, this is where things get a little bit more, uh, a little more interesting, and I'm not going to name any names here, okay? So, uh, matter of fact, the odds are these guys will probably not hear it anyways, but I'm not looking to uh, drudge up anything from the past or anything like that, but uh, uh, this was particularly interesting. So, I met this one gentleman that had a nice little collection of newer cards, and uh, he was... Uh, he had like all kinds of Mike Trouts and Bryce Harpers and um, it was it was also football and basketball stuff like just new stuff mainly and so a lot of game used a lot of autograph cards he said he wanted 500 for everything he was going to meet me at McDonald's so I said okay yeah I'd love to see what you have and so he had pictures of everything online and uh, I looked and I was like okay this is really cool I like this and I said, hey, look, how about we do 400 on this? Can you do this? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll go ahead and do that. And as I was looking, there was a Peyton Manning refractor that was not there that was like, it was worth like 50 bucks or something. So it was pretty substantial. And my offer was based upon that card in there. I was like, well, where is this? And he goes, uh, oh, yeah, I must have it at home. And I was like, okay, no problem. So uh, super nice guy. Like he worked at a restaurant as manager and uh yeah so it's like okay that's no problem um i'll go ahead and take these um but yeah uh will you promise to um send me the the manning he goes yeah sure of course i will that's part of the deal all right okay great so i'm like all right i end up uh uh bringing cards home i'm happy with them and then i don't hear anything for a couple days so i uh check in with him hey just want to see if you could send me the manning so oh, yeah i just got real busy with work i'll send it to you later okay uh later on in the day okay well, that sounds good to me well uh <laughs> i noticed in the mail nothing came within three days and we we're in the same city and uh 
So I was asking him again, hey man, where's the card? Oh yeah, 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 I forgot, I'm so sorry. It's here on the ledge. And uh, it's like, okay, well, could you send it out because I really wanna you know, get on moving it and everything and love to be able to complete our deal. It's like, okay. So he, uh, um, he still doesn't send after a couple days. I check in with him and he stops uh, uh, returning my calls. And I'm like, wait a second here. Like, what the heck is going on? Did I just get ripped off from this card? Uh, like, he literally is not saying anything to me at all. I'm leaving messages, I'm texting, nothing. And it's just a really big pet peeve of mine. It was a good deal, don't get me wrong. For $400, I got a good deal. I wouldn't have done it otherwise. But it's a big pet peeve of mine whenever I feel like... Uh, I'm uh, being lied to and stolen from. And so, uh, you know, this guy was uh, clearly not having any interest in completing the deal, uh, like he said. So I said, all right, well, I know where this guy works. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, call up his work. So I called him, and I was like, hey, man, <laughs> it's call you at work, but uh, where's my card? He's like, oh, hey, uh, yeah, no problem at all. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get taken care of, uh, get that taken care of uh, for you tomorrow. And uh, like, okay, not sure why you weren't picking up the phone or answering me before, but now you are, now that I'm calling you at work. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Sorry, just really busy. Hangs up. After work, he writes me this scathing email, and it was actually like, uh, very, uh, uh, very combative. It was, uh, or he was basically saying, yeah, look, man, if you ever contact me uh, at work again, we're going to have some massive problems here. You're not seeing that card ever. You got a good deal enough. We're done. You know, <sighs> so, of course, yeah, I didn't have that. So, I, uh, I drove drove up to his uh, restaurant and uh, sat down and I, I uh, actually didn't see him at first um, so I decided to grab a booth in the corner and uh, the uh, waitress sat me uh, sat me down and I ordered uh, about $250 worth of food and uh, I figured look he's trying to uh, screw me out of 50 bucks of uh, cards. He's making me drive up there. Well, he's going to pay for it. And uh, he's going to pay for it fivefold. So I end up uh, getting all this food in front of me. And uh, so I, at the very end, after the, after the food is all uh, boxed up, um, I tell him that uh, I want to uh, tell the waitress I want to talk to the manager. Well, this guy's the manager. So he comes out and he looks like he, see, he is seeing a ghost. Like the guy is flipping out. He's like, what are you doing? Like all kind of shaky and everything. So I stand up and uh, we're probably like about two feet away from each other. And I uh, just have kind of this little smile on my face. And I go, so uh, you just gave me $250 worth of food. You understand that, don't you? And he says, yes, sir. I'm sorry. I said, and uh, by the way, you're going to give me that Manning card. 
and you're going to send that out to me the next morning, aren't you? And uh, he just stopped for a second, took a step back, and he goes, yeah, um, I absolutely will. I am so sorry for everything. Please don't come back here. So, okay, great. So I walk away, and that next day, I get the Manning. Yeah, I'm just kidding. It didn't work out like that. <laughs> That's not how it went. Um, it's uh, It always makes for a fun story. Uh, what truly did happen is, uh, first of all, all of that was true except for me confronting him at the end. I really wanted to, guys. Like, every fiber of my being uh, uh, wanted me to go up and confront him and, you know, put my finger in his chest and say, hey, you're going to... You're going to pay up now or else kind of thing, but it's just not how I roll. I try to be as peaceful as I can with people, even though uh, I think Holly really helps me <laughs> a lot with that as well. Because uh, um, if, if I were left to my own devices, it would probably been, been a much different uh, story. But so here's the rest of the real story. Uh, after he tells me to, to go kick rocks and I got a good enough deal as it was, um, was reminded of this uh, Bible verse, and uh, it was in Proverbs. It says, uh, um, "Harsh words stir up anger, uh, but a gentle answer, uh, uh, something like restores peace or something." And uh, it, I don't remember. I know I I know I butchered that, but uh, that verse kept playing in my head, and uh, I was thinking, "Okay, uh, I feel like this is what I need to do. I just need to let this go." And I had a lot of praying to do because my attitude was horrible. I felt like I got ripped off terribly and um, I wasn't going to do anything. I mean, just, you know, I, I really wanted to, but I was like, no, I can't. And uh, so ultimately, about a week later, I see some cards for sale. Again, this is on Craigslist. And sure enough, that Peyton Manning was front and center. And so... I was like, this is unbelievable. Like, the audacity that this person had to uh, basically keep my card and sell it. So I reached out to him. He had a bunch of other cards also. I was like, hey, man, uh, you know, it wasn't cool that you uh, decided to short me the, the Manning. Um, but I do see a bunch of other cards that you have there for sale. Uh let's meet up at the McDonald's again and let's do a deal. And uh, he goes, okay, but I guarantee you this Tanner, if you think that you're just going to take the Manning and run, that's not going to happen. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't have any desire to do that. Uh, <laughs> I would like to get the card that's rightfully mine. So, uh, and, uh, you know, so I end up, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, let me, uh, Look up that Bible verse. It's really bothering me. I'll, I'll uh, quote it properly here. Hang on one sec. Okay, here it is. Let me, let me pull it up one more time. Okay, it says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Um, that's that's kind of my mantra. It's uh, Proverbs 15.1. It's kind of my mantra when it comes to this sort of thing. Um, any type of arguments as well. Uh, and it really, I'm going to read this again. A gentle answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger. And uh, I think there's a, there's a lot of gold there um, for us. Uh, and it really, like, it's not just like some 
you know, old outdated biblical verse that like has real honest to goodness application uh, nowadays. And I'll tell you the rest of the story now what happened. Um, I ended up uh, meeting this guy at the McDonald's and, uh, you know, so, and keep in mind, I didn't really say anything negative to him at all. I just uh, pretend like nothing happened. He goes, all right, Tanner, uh, you know, look, here's a peace offering for you. Um, I'm going to give you all these cards for free. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel bad about this and I'm going to go ahead and, uh, give you the Manning and, uh, you know, hopefully we can do a deal on these other cards. So, uh, as it turns out, um, he gave me probably close to a hundred dollars worth of cards for free. Um, and, uh, I ended up doing a deal with him for the rest of the cards. And as it turns out, uh, we ended up, uh, doing deals with each other for the next several months, like once every other week. Um, he would come over and uh, drop off some cards for me to uh, buy from him. So it, uh, it works out real nicely. Um, had I actually dr driven over to his restaurant and caused a scene and caused a problem and you know, tried to get what's mine and, and all that, wouldn't have worked out so nicely, I don't think. Um, plus, you never know who these people are that you're dealing with that would have the audacity to um, try to rip off a stranger. So, you know, just kind of a warning for everybody there. You just got to be careful. But, um, uh, you know, as it turned out, like I said, it worked out real nicely. Um, we became very friendly with each other, too. Um, and, uh, you know, I, as it turns out, you know, I can really, looking back, I can see where he was coming from. You know, like he... He felt like, uh, you know, maybe he needed money or something. And uh, that doesn't excuse him, of course, but, uh, you know, you have more empathy for somebody that might have been in a tough spot and they feel like they might have sold the cards for, uh, you know, much less than they wanted um, in the first place. And uh, so I can kind of see where perhaps his head was at and how he might have justified it um, with himself. Again, it doesn't doesn't excuse him um but it does allow me to have kind of more compassion on him uh for what he was doing and like i said it turned out great um this next one is kind of a kind of a goofy deal i'll tell you i'll try to tell you two more uh <laughs> so this first one this guy uh comes up and uh, he reaches out to me and says, hey listen man i'm i know that you uh, uh buy baseball cards i've got all kinds of complete sets from the early 80s it's like, oh, cool. Okay, he's like, yeah, 1980 tops, 81 tops, 81 Donners, 81 Fleer, 82 Fleer, 82 Donners, um, you know, 83 Donners, 83 Fleer, 83 tops. So, uh, I was thinking, man, that's like way better than, you know, uh, 88 score or 89 Fleer or whatever. So, he's like, yeah, uh, let's, let's get together and see what you got. And he said, man, I, I really need the money. And so, okay. And it was really kind of a, weird deal like <laughs> I remember meeting up with him he's like looking around and stuff and uh, uh, he pops up in the trunk he's like yeah I mean I just need money like really badly here and I was like oh okay well I mean you know, if I can make some money off this it sounds like uh, you got some good cards I'm you know sure we can do a deal here and as I'm going through the cards I could tell that he's trying to uh, distract me a little bit <laughs> and I'm like okay that's kind of strange I, I don't know if he was expecting this or not but uh 
you know, I know where some of the, you know, I know obviously all of the bigger cards of every set, um, you know, that time period. And so, uh, makes it a little more difficult when the cards might be out of order. Um, but as I'm looking through these cards, he's telling me, yeah, man, like this is a terrible situation. Um, you know, I found out that, you know, my, my girlfriend was cheating on me with, with our landlord. And, uh, so he kicked me out. Now he's got my girlfriend. And, uh, as I was driving, um, I ended up, uh, um, had my car break down. So I was late for work and they fired me and I ended up, uh, you know, breaking my foot or whatever, like just really weird and continued. And every single little story that he said, like, you know, and then my aunt died and then, you know, uh, she ran over, uh, you know, the cat or whatever, the uncle ran over the cat while he was bringing her to the hospital. And, you know, just like, is like bizarre story after bizarre story. <laughs> and I was like, really? I, I'm gen, generally trustworthy or not. I'm generally like trusting of people. Like it takes a lot for me to kind of raise my eyebrow and go, really, dude, you serious? Um, that's just how I am. It's probably a, probably a character flaw of mine, but that's just kind of how I always have been. Um, <laughs> but even me, that was, that was far fetched. But so I keep looking, I'm like, huh. all right, here's the E2 Fleer. You know, in Fleer, the way they do is they uh, is they have the the cards uh, numbered by team. So, saying okay, so Ripken is the big card in the set. Um, he'll be in the Orioles. You scroll over to the Orioles because I think those were like in order or something like that. Guess what? No Ripken. Huh. Well, let me go to the A's see if Ricky Henderson's in there. Nope. Astros for a Nolan Ryan. Nada. Okay, this is weird. Um, let's see if, like, there's at least a George Brett or something, right? And so I look, and it's, like, absolutely no value whatsoever. Like, straight up, honest to goodness, commons. And this guy swore up and down that this was, like, a complete set, as long as, as well as every single other long box uh, in his trunk. So I'm like, huh. He goes, what, 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 huh? Like, what are you, what are you doing? It's like, well, this isn't complete. He's like, yeah, it is. All the cards are there. No, they're not. There's a, you know, you're missing every single card of importance in the set. Let's take a look at the next one. You know, pull up uh, 83 top. So we know that the three biggies are uh, Boggs, Gwynn, and Sandberg rookies. And you got a second year Ripken. And, you know, the Ryan's nice, of course. The Ricky Henderson's nice to look in there as well. Uh, well, guess what? <laughs> this set does not have any of them. And... It is like, you know, early 80s, you start to get, whenever you're, you're looking at common players of the early 80s, for me personally, that's uh, that's when I start to realize, huh, I don't recognize many of these guys. <laughs> you know, like if I go through some 89 tops, I'll, I'll recognize most all of the names. Uh, 83 tops, not so much. So same thing happens with the 84 top set. There's no Mattingly, no Strawberry a five tops, no McGuire, no Clemens, uh, no Puckett, like nothing whatsoever. So I was like, you know, look, man, I'm sorry, but basically what you have here is a trunk full of commons that you're trying to sell me uh, as if they're complete sets. You know, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. This box here, I'm holding up like an A3 tops, uh, quote unquote, complete set. 
uh, you know, normally might go for, uh, you know, 40, 50, 60 bucks or whatever it was at the time. Um, but this is actually right now worth $2 or $3. It's like, what? That's ridiculous. You're trying to rip me off. He's like, no, I'm not trying to rip you off because I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm not interested in buying these. He's like, oh, well, that's just my luck. I was like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Especially with all the other stuff that was going on uh, with you, right? But uh, anyway, so I didn't do a deal uh, with that guy and kind of frustrated because, you know, again, you put the time into uh, meeting with somebody and, you know, it turns out that they're uh, they're just swindlers. So this last one is probably the funniest one, I guess. Um, and remember, guys, like I see these these as funny only because uh, I uh, didn't get ripped off. <laughs> okay, so I've uh, I mean maybe we'll do a little bit of a bonus where I tell you about the the times I've been ripped off as well. So hopefully this will be like a uh, a learning experience for you of what not to do um, as well. But uh, anyway, so. Uh, yeah, I met up with this guy uh, that's in, in town here and he was talking about how he was in the military and how he was uh, um, a, uh, trying out to be a pitcher in, in the major leagues and he was also like this expert fighter um, and he was also working on a music CD and uh, like he's going to be a recording artist and so again it's hard for me to uh, have my BS meter go off zero because I'm generally trusting of everybody. But, you know, just like the last guy, this guy's a little, seemed a little bit to be off his rocker a bit, but it's like, okay, you know, maybe it's true. Maybe he is just this amazing fighter, uh, military, baseball playing, singing savant, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and here we are the quarter of a gas station, he's selling me his baseball card collection. <laughs> so uh, anyways, he's telling me about all these Nolan Ryans that he's collected, they're autographed. And, uh, oh, okay, okay. And so uh, it was very heavy with Nolan Ryan autographs and because uh, he was a huge fan of his. And uh, so he also uh, shows me a bunch of these other cards. Now, literally everything else looked like they were uh, cards from blaster boxes placed in the blaster boxes again um, uh, after having been purchased from like Target or Walmart that literally could have been then like on his way up there so I uh, thought it was kind of bizarre uh, but anyway <laughs> uh, I was like okay well let me take a look so I'm looking at him I'm looking real close you know Lauren Ryan has a beautiful signature and it's very distinct so I take a look at it and every single one of them looks like uh, it might have been signed when Nolan was going through an earthquake <laughs> like it was all shaky and everything it's like uh, I don't know if these are real or not and so so I asked him I was like so how did you get these and he's like well I got these uh, uh, myself like so I know they're real oh you know they're real okay okay and I'm thinking in the back of my head like well, I know they're not. I know exactly what Nolan Ryan's signature looks like. And uh, these are not it. Not the 10 or 15 of them that he had. So um, there are some other cards, though, that, um, that were good. And so I made an offer as if the Nolan Ryans weren't even included. Um, and so we did a deal. So... Uh, and he's like, oh, that's ridiculous. Those Nolan Ryans will bring this 
you know, this whatever. It's like, well, obviously, I'm not really interested in the Ryan. So, what? what are you talking about? <laughs> so, uh, he ends up uh, being gracious enough to <laughs> pack up everything for me in a, in a sweet deal to get everything. <laughs> so, I bring him home, and I've got this big box. I'm like, can't believe it. This guy forged Nolan Ryan autographs and tried to sell them to me. Like, what the heck is that? As I look, the flap of the box that he gave me all the cards in had Nolan Ryan practice signatures that he was, he was trying to. <laughs> like, you'd see one that was like too big or too fat or too small. And uh, just so funny. Like, <laughs> later on, he ended up trying to sell another. Uh, I don't even remember who the football player was. Um, I want to say Ryan Leaf, but I know it wasn't Ryan Leaf because uh, this was uh, much later uh, after Ryan Leaf was anybody. But um, ah, it's going to drive me nuts. It was like a very, very simple signature, but he tried to sell it to me for like 100 bucks, which was a smoking deal at the time because the card was supposed to be going for 200 And I was like, ah, man, yeah, this is... This is a base card that somebody signed. It's not like a, you know, pack pulled autograph. And again, the signature uh, tremor autograph was uh, was present. So, anyways, um, ultimately, long story short, it was kind of funny. Uh, is he tries a third time to pull something on me? I call him out on it, and uh, uh, as we're about to make a deal and meet up with each other, and. Uh, He's like, oh, all of a sudden, I'm sorry, man. I can't, uh, I can't make it. Like, he knew his cover was blown, right? And I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's too bad. What happened? He's like, yeah, man, I'm in the hospital. Like, oh, what happened? He's like, oh, you know, I, you know gosh, I just got, got this heart issue. Like, something's terrible uh, going on and everything. And I, okay. So, uh, I was like, well, what hospital are you at? It's like, oh, I'm, I'm up here down down the road. Oh, okay, okay. And so I knew that he was faking. So I was like, tell you what, man, like, I will meet you at your hospital uh, at your room. And so he's like, no, no, that's okay. He's like, no, I insist. I will come over there. I'll even bring you dinner. <laughs> just tell me what your room number is. He's like, just like dead silence for a while. And like, dude, you there, man? Like, got dinner coming for you. And... You know, you can do this deal. And uh, he's like, no, I mean, I, I can't see the room number. I'm like, well, ask the nurse. She's not in here. And so, okay. Well, turns out this guy uh, posted some cards for sale on uh, Craigslist also. I find him and I go, you're kidding me. Like, he knew his cover was blown with me, but he ended up to uh, try and sell me anyway. So, I ended up making a, a fake email account. And uh, I write him, yeah, I'm interested in your cards. And uh, I can buy them now. Uh, can you meet me uh, in this parking lot over here? And immediately he goes, yep, I sure can. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just kind of a funny thing uh, that he was like uh, uh, conversing with me through email in my, re in my real email address, like how he had this, uh, this issue, this medical issue, and he was in the hospital. And, he couldn't, you know, it was too bad. He was about to go into surgery. He couldn't even see what the room number was and all this. And then all of a sudden with my other account, he was ready and willing to uh, meet up with me. 
<laughs> uh, right then and there because I guess he somehow miraculously was healed and didn't want to, uh, uh, you know, didn't want to tell me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that was that was kind of the you know the end of that. I didn't I didn't mess with him after that. But you know, it's just really funny. Like people will do anything for a buck, and uh, it's sad and it's unfortunate that uh, there are people out there that can scam. And I'll tell you a couple uh, that. Hopefully this is going to be a cautionary tale for you. So hopefully I'll, I'll get some value out of this by giving you value of what happened to me. But uh, I do remember uh, on Craigslist, I'll tell you kind of some of the, the red flags here as we go. Uh, somebody had posted a 1952 Topps Willie Mays card. And I think it was $500. And he said that he needed money, he needed it fast, and he needed it for... Uh, to make rent or else they're going to kick him out and he has a family and this that and the other so uh, generally speaking um, not always generally speaking if you hear something like this uh, as all the makings to be a, uh, a scam so that was red flag number one red flag number two hey you know reach out where are you located oh I, I'm in uh, New Mexico uh, okay well it's red flag number two he's not local and he's posting on Craigslist all right, well, hey, no problem. So uh, keep in mind, guys, like this was like many, many years ago. So I didn't realize that this was a, this was a thing. But anyway, so uh, he ends up uh, saying, you know, look, um, you know, I don't have PayPal. I don't have any of this. I need a money order, like uh, or some sort. It was a money order, a cashier's check or something. And I was like, well, I don't really feel comfortable giving you uh, $500. Um, or maybe the card was booking for 500 at the time. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. He only wanted like 120 because I know I didn't get scammed out 500. Um, but uh, anyway, so 120 I think it was. And I end up saying, okay, yeah, I get the cashier's check. And, you know, <laughs> Mr. Compassionate over here, you know, trying to help this guy make runs, you know. <laughs> I was really excited about that 52 Tops Maze. Like, oh, I loved it. It was nice condition. And then... Uh, so I, I send the money. It's like, okay, thanks so much. I'll get this card out to you. And guess what? Never heard from him again. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's kind of a kind of a bummer of a deal. But I ended up uh, looking on all kinds of other Craigslist. He was doing this in several cities. And uh, you know, if you look on my uh, YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash tamemanbaseballfan, uh, you'll see a little interaction I had with somebody that was trying to sell a 1952 Topps Mantle for five grand. Now, unless a Mantle, a 52 Topps Mantle is beat to absolute death and you can't even really recognize it, you're not going to find one for five grand. And uh, so I decided to kind of post that up just to, you know, let people know what a scam looks like on Craigslist. But, uh, you know, it's ultimately, that was a $120 lesson I learned. So it was unfortunate, but it did happen. And, you know, again, if it saves somebody out there that's listening uh, some grief, you know, just, uh, you know, it would be all, you know, it'll be worth it. Um, but, you know, so the, uh, the lessons learned for you is number one, if somebody is saying, I need to make rent desperately or something, uh, you know, maybe think twice about it. If they are, uh, posting in a local forum, but they are several states away, another red flag. If they do not want or cannot take PayPal, 
another red flag. And um, to top that off, by the way, also, if somebody is asking for friends and family payment on PayPal, do not, I repeat again, do not say that you will pay them using PayPal friends and family. Unless, in fact, they're friends and family or you have done multiple deals with them in the past. Uh, and even then, you know, like PayPal goods is just cheap insurance because sometimes some people might not insure their stuff. You just don't know what's going what's gonna to go on. So uh, be safe. Just be safe. If a deal is uh, looks too good to be true, probably is. Um, and uh, last but not least, I'll give you a bonus one here. This... Uh, this kind of has to do with baseball cards, but ultimately what I did was I had like a credit card that I didn't realize I was racking up mileage for. And this was years ago. It was like, uh, I can't remember what it was from, but ultimately I was really excited about it um, because I found out that I had like $500 worth of these miles. I'm not going to go anywhere on a plane, so I ended up redeeming them for uh, two $250 Target gift cards. And so uh, I was pretty excited about that. I thought, you know what? Hey, I could buy a bunch of Target blaster boxes um, for, uh, you know, one of the gifts, one of the gift cards. But the other gift card, what I could do is I could actually sell that and sell it for like $220 or $240 or something. You know, surely somebody will be interested. So I posted it on Craigslist and this guy, like within 10 minutes, says, yeah, I'm interested. And I go, okay, great. Uh, so he calls me and he's like, okay, so here's what I'd like to do. I'm going to send my daughter over there to pick it up from you. She has to go to the bank first. But as she's doing that, I would like for you to call Target 3-Way uh, with me and uh, ask, uh, basically go through the automated system so I could hear the balance to make sure that I'm not being ripped off. So, okay, well, that's reasonable. So I do it and I call. It says, enter in your number. So I type in the number and everything. And it says, your account balance is $250. Uh, I think you have a good day. Like, okay, great. So I get off and the guy goes, okay. Well, um, my uh, daughter is not too far away. So I will have her uh, uh, be there probably in about 15 minutes or so. Um, she'll have the money. You do the deal. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Okay, great. It's like, well, that was easy. <laughs> Not too bad at all. So I remember putting the phone down uh, after that, hanging up with him, thinking something didn't feel right. I was like, huh. I just sat there wrestling with it for a while. Just didn't feel right. So about 10 minutes into it, I go, huh. I'm going to call that target number again. So I call it. Check the balance and it says your account balance is zero. Go, oh no. Had no idea how he did it. Uh, so I called him real quick uh, and you know, it says the Google subscriber is no longer available or something. I go, uh oh. I don't think I'm going to see this guy's daughter. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, he was long gone. He, uh, he took the money and he ran which was unfortunate. Um, so ultimately what happened was he had a system that was actually recording my, uh, my uh, keypad whenever I type in a number. And 
right after that he was probably you know what the uh, authority said is he was probably actually at a target store when he was doing this and he probably used it right then and there and so i reached out to target i talked to the manager there and they say yeah we're sorry we can't do anything about it saying well hang on y'all like why couldn't you do anything about it that doesn't make sense um like you know who used the card like you've got cameras you got this that and the other like nope sorry (laughs) so i was out 250 dollars so those are probably the two main times in my adult life that i've gotten scammed uh when it had to do with something with baseball cards, I guess. So, anyways, I guess that kind of wraps up everything for me uh, for tonight, you guys. Um, I hope this has been entertaining and educational for you. Um, <laughs> laugh after, off of uh, my misfortune here, but uh, like I said, if something is bad, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. This is my lemonade. This is this is the way I make a bad situation good. Is to hopefully teach you what to look for um, and kind of fun to retell some old war stories, I guess, even if, uh, even if it's one I've lost because we all lose sometimes in life and it just happens. You just got to own it. So uh, thank you guys for listening tonight. And by the way, I've been uh, hyping up because I've been really excited about my uh, third episode on YouTube uh, at youtube.com forward slash Tamman baseball fan of my Jose Canseco collection it is up and is ready for you to watch. Now, I do have a warning for you. It is about an hour long, so it's going to be a very long video. But it is the collection I've curated over the past year and a half after I got rid of my super collection. And I cannot be proud of it. So, super happy with it. Please check it out. Uh, feel free to reach out to me. Tw- uh, Twitter, uh, Fan, um, Or email, TamanBaseballFan at gmail.com. You can check out my website tmnbaseballfan.com and see what else i have for you um, check out my book of course confessions of a baseball card addict available on amazon and yes last but not least please like subscribe and share this podcast thank you all again have a great night